Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Clean Technica, and you're listening to Clean Tech Talk, and it's a daily show where we review everything that is happening, not only on Clean Technica, but everywhere, at least on this planet. I'll stop at this planet. So I am here with Zach. Zach, how are you doing? I'm good, I think, I hope, maybe, possibly. Really, I hope I am. It's good to be good. You know, you, you know I'm glad you said that, because for me, it's one of these mornings. Uh, I, I, I cannot wake up enough. I cannot tell you how many of these I've had, okay. and it hasn't done yeah, just, that much. Just don't admit that it took two hours to find your phone. Don't tell anybody that. I was going to say that. You know <laughs> don't what? Don't tell anybody. Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> to find my phone. Oh, one of, one these of those days. I'm not all day long. It's Friday, so I don't. It's weird. Uh, not that any right. makes a difference for me. I mean, actually, the weekend is busier for me than the weekdays. But it's. Uh, but still, I've all day. I'm thinking it's Friday. I don't know why. It's weird. It's a sneaky Thursday. That that is for sure. So yet it's not Friday, but it's a sneaky Thursday. So so what do we have for today? There's 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 a lot, but uh, there's also a lot going on on the renewable energy side. I've noticed. Yes, so I think we're going to really focus on, on uh, solar a lot today. But we're going to start with electrics. Let's start with electric. Now, um, one, one little car that, that we don't, and, and I'm, still, I'm still looking for it, but we're coming up on it. One little car that we don't always hear about is the, uh, the Daimler Mercedes smart electric little vehicle. And it's such an interesting vehicle for so many reasons. I mean, I can get lost in the details. Its history is interesting. What it is now is interesting. To this day, you know what? At least in the U.S., it's still the cheapest available EV, right? Performance, it's what it is. It's small. Um, but we really haven't heard that much from Mercedes in a long time. And actually, I didn't even know if it was still around. I know it was still being sold here and there, but that was it. Well, of course, it is being rebranded right now. And it's very interesting because, again, if you... And going back to what we were saying yesterday, you know, TikTok, wait for it, and, and everybody else is going to talk about it. Uh, Mercedes is also saying, hey, we're still here. We still have our little smart ED, and we're rebranding it and everything. So this time, they're rebranding it, but they're also introducing their concept, which they introduced basically about this year, about a year ago. And um, it sounds as if now uh, the company is really laying out the vision, laying out where it's going. And so far... Well, I have to say, I, I really like it. This could be a very interesting car if they get their acts together, if they can get it in time, uh, out in time, and if, of course, it meets the affordability level, which these days, you know, are very well, important. So. That, Daimler's got an interesting approach because, I mean, we, we've been, I've been saying for years, I'm sure other, others as well, these, car, these major car companies need to have electric brands so that those brands can be fully 100% going towards electric, you know, not half-assing it, not, uh, not having crappy dealers, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, BMW had the iBrand that is sort of, <laughs> it sort of came and went and might be coming back. Mercedes has this EQ brand, right? And it's all, uh, it's all about a new electric Mercedes line or, or sub-brand. Uh, Smart is a separate Daimler sub-brand, of course, um, and it's funny because I tried to get it, I wanted to check, check on a test drive of a Smart Electric a few years ago in Florida and they couldn't get me one, they couldn't, they didn't have it, they never, they didn't know anything about them even really. Uh, now they only sell electric Smarts in the US and soon only electric Smarts in, in, in Europe. So you've got Mercedes sort of has these two, it has this sub-brand Smart and it has this EQ electric brand. And it's, I, it seems like it's sort of melding them, yeah? So we, one of our guys had, took a picture of a Smart EQ for two. 
so it's already you already have smart for twos out there with the EQ branding. But I I think the more interesting, you know, that's always niche. I think the more interesting thing are these other EQ cars that it's bringing to market soon. The EQA, which is a compact car that looks looks snazzy. Uh, and what's the other one? The EQ. The is it EQC? The EQC, and then there is the ah um, oh, EQ. Is it X? So basically, oh, they're trying e to oh, okay. Say, yeah, EQ. Yeah. EQ. It's a platform for everything. Yeah, EQS for sedan, EQC for SUV. So basically, uh, you know, the the range of you know vehicle types. Uh, so it's, I, I think you're very right about what you said is, is you're right. These car makers will never make it to, to the levels of those startups, at least as far as like hardwinds. So I, I thought what Hyundai and, and Kia did were, were, was really smart. Ionic, create your little brand. And, and it's, it's been done in the 80s with gasoline cars. You can certainly do it now. And also it separates these car makers from their traditional gasoline pass. I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to do. Don't try to compete with these guys. You're not like these guys at all. Create a sub brand and, you know, back off, do what GM basically has done internally, restructure yourself so that it's the brands and GM behind. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, you have to cut it off. It's actually, we've seen a similar thing in a different industry that we'll, we'll get to in a minute. In, in Germany, the, the utility industry, RWE and Eon, so had the spin-off renewable arms and sort of let the other, I mean, they're just, I mean, you basically have two different, you have a, one arm that's growing. It was young, but growing and one arm that's old, but dying. And you have to like, you have to separate them so that you let the one arm die as it should. And the other arm grow as it should. And they just don't mix together. So it's best to keep them as separate as possible. So at least the brands, but, but, you know, we had this article we t discussed a lot yesterday and, uh, I published after our discussion actually about which which automakers would um, yes would you know be the first to go fully electric and in the comments there was some case made for for Daimler because they seem to have this this clear vision this path of the of the EQA EQS EQC it's like that's the package you basically need uh, I mean you don't need twenty models of course twenty models great but you you need to cover compact sedan. SUV and they you know the impression some people have been getting from Daimler is that they really they're serious about this this lineup and they're they're prepping to really push it push the pedal down on it so I'm I'm not sure I'm curious because I, I'm it's always hard to tell with them Volkswagen BMW how much is vaporware how much is is genuine earnest like we're gonna do this shit you know what, what, what do you you have a lot more deeper automotive Hit yeah, I, well, what do you think of Daimler and? Well, I, I, I think you're, you're, you're right. Out of all the companies, most likely the, well, if you think about it, I mean, if you take a snapshot of Germany right now, the automotive industry in Germany, you really have three entities and they're very different, but they all sort of compete and work together. You have the Daimler, Daimler, Mercedes brand. So these guys really are the riches straight off the bat. Okay, now you have Volkswagen and everything. Now they're big, but of, of course they're, you know, in a world of pain right now, put it this way. And then you have BMW and, you know, most sort of like the smaller, but doing a heck of a lot of things. <clears throat> Daimler's strategy up until now has always been sit and wait. They have the pockets, they can do whatever they want. You know, today they could just stop and just build electric vehicles. They have the money. 
they might not have the backings with the investors, but they certainly do. So you're right. In many ways, I think Daimler is the perfect car company for that. If you look at the, the history of the smart car too, I mean, even that DNA is very interesting because- Oh yeah, that's, a one, that's an interesting one. It's an interesting, I mean, it started in the 80s. Nobody wanted that car. And Daimler sort of, yeah, picked it up. Mitsubishi got the four version, the, the four door version that became the iNeve. And this is what we have. But it came from Swatch, later, right? Didn't it, come from, didn't it come from Swatch? Or was, uh, and it was Swatch, it, yeah. Nick Hype, yeah, absolutely. It was Swatch. The initial, was the initial idea electric or was it? No, uh, it was never because at the time electric, I mean, he might have <laughs> thought about it, but the, the, it was a small, efficient car. I lived in Paris in the, at the time. And man, that was a great car because I could park nosing directly. And that was it. No, I mean, Whether it was electric or if it had, you know, flying monkeys, I didn't care. I was like, yeah, this is great. I think it's hard to understand the appeal in, in the U.S. sometimes, but in Europe, it's like, oh, yeah, please give me a small car. And that's why I live about the i3, and I think it's the best city car in Europe, the i3. Well, if you think about it, I mean, ultimately, my favorite cars, as far as traffic and all things concerned, the original Mini and then the i3, right? That's the, that's oh. the modern new Mini, if you think about it. The, yeah, it is, it is sort of. And the Mini is, I mean, it still has got that classic great look. It's such a cute, awesome look. Uh, I'm looking forward to those electric ones. There's that, that Mini yes. Rocket Man, electric Mini Rocket Man or whatever that I've been like, oh my God, just make that thing. That looks so awesome. Do you know that, it, it, and to drive one, by the way, is if, you drive a, if you've ever driven a Cooper S, it, it's, it's, it's a glorified car. Now imagine that with an electric motor. And by the way, you can get shells right now in England for not that much. Engineer a few battery packs here and there and bingo. You have I yourself it. a I rented a Countryman once, and it was oh. it was it was funny because of just how how basic and simple yeah. inside. It's got to really uh, make you feel like it, it was interesting. But but the other the funny thing about Daimler too, just crossed my mind as we're talking. Daimler, which happened first? I think first Geely, which bought you know bought a London uh, taxi company. Now it's London Electric Vehicle Company or, or some uh, bought Nevs. I think uh, Vault is got. Bought Volvo cars uh, or has a big... Yeah, so Geely, Geely bought Volvo cars and Volvo trucks is still on its own. Yeah, Volvo trucks on its own. Also bought Terragulia or whatever, this flying car. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It. But it also then more recently invested in Daimler, to, invested yes. a, a decent stake in Daimler. So I, I took that as a sign that it thought Daimler really might have a good path for... Because, I mean, I think its goal with Volvo is to be a leader in electrification. Like, take Volvo and make it one of the first big electric brands. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not super sure. But, but I thought that was a sign, like, hey, they think Daimler's got, got something going. And it's just got a, a, a brand that's, like, still, it's so epic that it, it's hard to see Mercedes ever losing that. But the funny thing was Daimler went, turned around, and invested in this Bake electric car subsidiary. This, so... So Geely is a Chinese car company with some electric cars and Bake is a large Chinese car company and they formed this electric um, joint venture and Daimler yeah. invested in that. So not in, <laughs> so there's a weird triangle of like Geely investing in Daimler, Daimler investing in Bake, you know, Bake and uh, Geely are in this well, hot Chinese market competing. It's just weird. But uh, And in many ways, I think this is what it's exciting about what we're doing right now, especially in this time. Uh, because we do have all these companies coming together. And, and what's really interesting is we have old OEMs. You know, Daimler has been around for, you know, over 100 years, obviously. And then you have, oh, wow, that's the, uh, that's the gardener. Anyway, so you have that and you have all the 
startups coming in. Then you have, on top of it, you have companies from China we've never even heard of. And, and, and of course, BAIC Bake is, is one of the top companies out there in China. It's one of the top EV makers in the world. They're working together on I top of it. If you actually go back and you've been reading uh, our articles, you know that China has actually, the government has told the five top, the, the top three companies out there to work together on four uniform pillars, including EVs, autonomous, and so on. So, I mean, you know, sharing, I sharing. I forgot platforms. about this. What, what was this, uh, this Chinese news station you were on talking about this? This was, well, uh, it was, it was the equivalent of, of CNN for, for China. So, but it was the CNN international. But, but the, the interesting thing is that now there you go. This is something we normally haven't heard of, but this is something that's going to show up in two years in front of our noses when we have a choice between a $40,000 EV and a $31,000 EV that maybe doesn't have the brand recognition of this one. The quality is there. And guess what? People are going to do push comes to shove in the end. What? So I thought it was interesting. And you know what? Just, just very quickly so far. So the government told them work together. You know, so far at the time, they had already shared CEOs and engineers, right? It's getting down to now the programs in less than a year. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it's, we're trying to keep up. It's a hard, hard impossible. Well, but Bake, I think, is the largest automaker in, and I don't I really, really don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, Bake, Bike, um, but um, B-A-I-C. I think it's the largest automaker in China, and it now has the top-selling electric car in China. But the leading electric automaker is BYD, and we, we've interviewed the CEO, chairman, founder a, a couple of times, two or three times, actually. I don't know, really. It's like This is like getting to interview Elon Musk one-on-one, -on -one. so this is like... Yeah. Uh, this has been some wild luck, but uh, but we pressed him and, and other BYD executives for years. Uh, when are you going to bring cars to Europe and the US? When are you going to bring cars to Europe? You know, this was, you know, you see these annoying journalists. They always ask the same questions over and over and over, trying to finally get an answer. And we finally did get an answer last year that uh, from a couple of people that they were really like serious about it, even last year, potentially. So it didn't happen, but I think they have a, I think they have a plan underway for getting their cars to the U.S. consumer market and European consumer market. Geely, I mean, the funny thing is, like, Geely, I feel like they just buy Volvo and use Volvo for that, whereas BYD, I think, would try to get their cars in. But I, I don't really know. I mean, it's just all... I'm not sure. You know what? I mean, you're, you're, you're right on many points. And I think, and I, just very quickly, you're right. BYD does already have a lot of cars. By the way, I, I test drove their E6 in 2010, 2009 right here. And it was pretty decent, you know, tweak a few things, bum, done deal. They're up to their third generation, which I heard is much, much, much better. But uh, you're right. I think Geely is very different in the sense that it's the textbook company that did it. I mean, the company that did a textbook right, you know, one-on-one right, how to buy a company, don't mess with it. That was Volvo. You know what they did? They left it alone. They left it out there. They left the engineers out there. They left the culture pretty much alone. And they did that with many other companies. And, and, and in many ways, you can't really fault Geely. I mean, they, do you think they, they, you think like, they did that with oh. London Taxi Company more or less as well, but gave them the, the platform to run electric? or and Absolutely. And you know, they're not the only one. Tata, the Tata Group is exactly the same. Why is Jaguar doing so well? Why is Land Rover doing so well? Because these two companies were very smart. 
leave it alone. Kiss and leave it alone, okay? And that's beautiful, that's the way it should be. So I think Gilly does really great. BYD is, is, is a fantastic company. I mean, I, I'm, well, I'm- I mean, BYD is, because the, we should clarify maybe, the, the E6 is like sort of available in the US and Europe, but it's basically, it's not available yes. to consumers, it's available like to fleets. And this yeah, car it's is not really weird. available to really, Yeah, and it's a really weird car. It's made for taxis. It's a taxi car. It's, it's made a taxi. for a taxi car. Yeah. It yep. has a weird like uh, limiter on acceleration and, and sp speed and all that. It's, it's sort of, it's the weird, it sounds like the weirdest test drive Kyle ever did with an electric car. But, it, but, uh, but they have these other extremely popular consumer cars in China, the, the Chin, the, the yep. uh, Tang. And these cars, you know, we kept asking, these are so popular in China. When are they coming? And, uh, you know, it's still a question mark, but it, there's a strong sense that they're coming around the corner. And there's, and there's always this, oh, people won't buy China. And the, the, the response people, other people always give is, well, that's what they said about Japanese cars. Now look at the top selling cars in the U.S. You got Honda, Honda, Toyota. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, the, people will buy China if it's good value for the money. And if they're offering good electric cars that other companies don't offer. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's, you know, it's weird. BYD actually relies on LIFEPO batteries, not, which are not really, that's why they have a lot of plug-in hybrids for the consumer cars, not so doing as well with the pure electric. Uh, Bake is doing great with pure electric, uh, but it's a small, like, uh, Chinese city car kind of thing. But anyway, but then you have these serious, the other thing we never got to, um, you have these rather very serious Chinese startups that... Uh, or China-backed startups that are based in Silicon Valley or somewhere else that are like building amazing looking vehicles that are competing, you know, competing with potentially Jaguar, Tesla, Daimler, et cetera. So you've, exactly. got, you've got the, you know, you've had that some that have come and go like Faraday Future, which is actually sort of still alive. Uh, um, the Lincoln company looks really exciting. And then one that we were gonna talk about was Byton. Uh, you said it's called Byton, right? <laughs> it's called Byton. Yeah, but you, and, and, and you're right. That's also another good point because we have, you know, traditionally we're used to looking at, oh, Detroit is doing this, uh, England is doing that, Germany is doing this, so on and so forth. But now we're looking at, okay, so you have those traditional guys and of course they're a little slow. Then you have the startups. So, so you think of Silicon Valley and then now you have the, the new Chinese car companies we don't know about. But you also have another breed on top of that. And it's an international breed. They're really, I mean, the CEO could be from here. The main investors could be stretched out all over the planet. They have engineers, which of course is the case everywhere, but this, these are more international companies. So hence comes in Byton, B-Y-T-O-N. Uh, Why? Because Byton, dude. I guess that's what I was told anyway, so it made me get all laugh, but I like it. Anyway, so if you've seen the story, you know what it is. It's, it's, it's pretty much in line with any new modern EVs, very Model X, Tesla Model X in essence. It's a big SUV, but it also, I mean, it has a lot of great things. It should be autonomous, and they promised, by the way, in the, in the last story that, that we wrote on uh, Clean Technica, that by 2021, it should be available and level four, Autonomous capable. So, so that one is a serious head scratcher because the, the article I'm writing right now is, can you actually promise that for three years from now? That's very, yeah. very, very, very short. Anyway, but Seriously. great. Seriously. Hope they can do it. No problem. Anyway, but Byton also secures $500 million right now. And right after that, they're still saying, hey, we're here. 
and they're working with pretty much every they're working with everywhere so is it a chinese company well not really it has you know chinese a uh, lot of chinese resources and financial input but it also has american european global it's a global company so fascinating how do you where do you put that into what what is it is it a yeah, well art? i mean when you have these massive technology transitions the thing that you know the mistake people often make is that the big companies of the current industry are going to be the big companies of the, of the changed industry and it's generally not the case there's startups that come in that are more that are more nimble focused uh you know and so i, I it's hard to you know it's really hard to know what's behind the doors of these different startups you know um so it's hard to know how how much faith to put in any of them but it seems like some of them have to succeed and Byton looks like one of those that has an amazing, uh, amazing. You know, they, they've partnered with Aurora, which is partnering with Volkswagen and Hyundai for the level four autonomous driving potentially. Um, they have uh, some of their investors include FAW Group, Tusk Holdings, and Cattle. Cattle, the Chinese battery, the, this top Chinese battery company we were talking about a lot yesterday. Like, like so. If this company, uh, I mean, it, I mean, this is like, you know, would be like a while back, uh, Panasonic being a major investor in Tesla. When you've got the battery, I mean, it wasn't, but it, but it ended up being critical that it had a strong partnership. So if you have a, a strong leading Chinese battery company that's one of the investors, and you have some top, top brass leading the show, and you have these other auto industry connections, it's, it looks promising. And the vehicle looks amazing. It looks like a beautiful, awesome uh, luxury, you know, again, they started the luxury end because that's sort of how you have to break in. You have to make money on the premium costs of luxury vehicles and then work your way down. But uh, I, I think it looks exciting. It, it, it really does. I mean, I'm, I'm excited and I think you're right. It, there, there, there are tons of startups out there. And, and actually, one of the things I wanted to write about this morning is how many startups are still around? I mean, in my hand, I can count them on one hand. And so it would be nice to do yeah, that. Well, what, what are the big ones? I mean, so I'm thinking, I'm, I was trying to think a minute. Byton, Lincoln Company. And Lincoln Company, again, like their, their head guy come, came from Fiat Chrysler yeah. or something, like a, from a, a major automaker. And by the uh, way, part of, part of the Geely Group also, huh? Coming from the, the legacy auto, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not, but... I mean, but, but there, uh, there, 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 there are... Very future is still around yeah but they're, they're new so so as far as around i mean we've seen so aptera gone uh, coda gone there are not a lot of them obviously tesla is still around but ac propulsion okay they're still around but but who else so so then i i mean arkimoto i guess they're still around too because that that's that but there are not really a lot of people around i mean virtually when i say on one hand, I'm not kidding, it is on one hand, and I can name you startups that were revolutionary, and I know that's an abused word, but they were and revolutionary. SF Motors, we have SF Motors now. You went to Now we have SF Motors, but again, that's one of those new startups. Yeah, new, new startups, yeah, yeah. No, no, the old one. Well, not really, because we went there. It was really, yeah. it's a half Chinese company, but it's a global company, so, so very interesting, really fascinating what's going on now. Yeah, well, Anyway, that's cars. We 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 will transition into yes. energy. Uh, one of the top stories that caught our eye today was Samsung committing to 100% renewable energy by 2020. Well, maybe let's start first with. Well, 
I don't know. You can start with Samsung. Talk Samsung. I'll, I will pass on Samsung. It's just another great commitment. But, um, but when you're done talking Samsung, I've got something on my mind. Yes, absolutely. Well, I, I, I don't want to spend much time on Samsung because in and of itself, it's not revolutionary news or anything like that. But it is important news. It's something that we need to hear. And Samsung commits to 100% renewable energy by 2020, not only in the US, but Europe and China. So this is pretty good. It doesn't say about the rest of the world, right? But this is actually really good because these are the kind of news we need to hear. Okay, we know how to make EVs. And you're good for branding. What's the branding effect of these companies? Apple, Apple, Facebook, Google, now Samsung saying 100% renewables. What, what's this? How do you, how do you see that? Well, I mean, it's important because if you think about it, um, I mean, th- think about it, Google, do you associate it with green energy? Not really. However, it was one of the leaders in cooling off data centers. And so it has really helped a lot. But is it a leader today? No, you don't think about it. Same thing with Apple. Same thing with all these companies like that. So when I think of Samsung, when I think of, of car companies, I don't think of manufacturing process, right? I don't think of green at all. But now here comes Samsung saying, hey, you know what? We're also green because we're helping this green revolution. And so there are not a lot of companies saying something like that. And I think it's super important for them to say that. That's what I expect. Yeah. Well, I mean, I see it as like um, it's telling the telling people who don't follow this industry, renewable energy makes sense. I mean, it, it's 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 sort of get you know some green. They're getting some green cred, but yes. when you hear it over and over from Facebook, Apple, Google, Samsung, then it's got to register in people's mind. Huh? If all these companies are going renewable, there must be some business sense behind it. It's not just for for PR. Like if they're going one hundred percent renewable, there's they're they're doing it because it's financially sensible. Oh, so, yes, it is. And it is. So, <laughs> I, I actually, uh, um, before I was part of anything that had anything to do with what we're talking about today, I, I sat on focus groups like that and it was very obvious. Yeah, we're repainting the logo in green because we need to be green. Well, if you say <laughs> so, hey, hey, you're not fooling me. <laughs> yeah. And, and so in that regard, you know, just it's just been bloody crazy how much the costs of, of solar and wind, but especially solar, and also batteries have come down. And so we had another story today, the top. Yes. Uh, the new low, low price of solar in, in the US, 2.155 cents a kilowatt hour, which is just, I mean, it's getting close to too cheap to meter. You know, that, that's the one thing I, I, I love because, yeah, I, it, I mean, <laughs> we basically have breakthroughs and, 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 and records every month or so. I, you know, let's say if I'm generous every three months or so, but this is absolutely amazing. And remember when this administration in the U.S. stepped in and we thought it's the end of the world with renewable energy. Well, most of us <laughs> yeah. were saying, hell no, yeah. no, 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 there is a business model. It's already making money. It's on par with CNG. So guess what? And, and once in a while, we have these, these peaks, these peaks, you know, here and there. So, of course, now this is the case, you know, say whatever you want, but we don't really need Washington, D.C. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's very bad. Yeah. But you see, that. I mean, you see they're actually, you know, it's already happening, okay? But you see their approach now is actually they're trying to subsidize uh, coal nuclear power plants because they can't compete. So they're, oh, the, yeah, the Trump sure. administration is trying to require right. that we give these dirty power plants money because they can't compete on the free market, which is completely anti-free market, completely anti, you know, the supposed uh, Republican uh, concern, you know, that you don't pick winners and losers or whatever. But they're specifically saying, hey, these guys can't compete anymore, so we should just give them money. It's so absurd. 
the sad part is that we've always done that. And that's the part that really rubs me the wrong way. We're always saying, oh, horrible socialist company, uh, countries and everything. Well, we give anywhere from 30 billions to, I heard even closer to 60, $80 billion every year to just petroleum companies alone. Tax yeah. loops, right? And that's just what we know. Give $500 million to a battery company and that is where I draw the line, sir, because uh, are you kidding me? Yeah, but back to, I mean, solar just, uh, it was, you know, the price dropped a lot and then people were like, hey, it's got to be leveling off. It's getting too low. And this was like when it was like, and for some perspective, like the, the normal retail price for electricity is, is something, you know, like 12 cents a kilowatt hour or something. So wholesale down to like two cents a kilowatt hour is just crazy cheap. But um, we, you know, it was getting like down to six cents a kilowatt hour and people were like, this is crazy. It's so cheap now. And there, I, I had, I did an article for the Economist Group, I think three or four years ago or something about this, whether or not solar needed breakthroughs uh, or costs would keep coming down. And the the message was costs are actually going to keep coming down a lot. And then I checked in a couple of years later at Bloomberg New Energy Finance, one of the top resources for that. And they had come down faster than they expected. And it's like year after year, solar prices come down faster than even the most bullish invest, uh, experts expected. And I was, it was funny, I was editing this article and I was trying to find an old article about something. And I found five years ago, we had published an article about this, about solar potentially being two to three cents a kilowatt hour in 2050. So by 2050, the aggressive outlook was maybe solar would even get down to two to three cents a kilowatt hour. Is it 2050? What, what's the year? Is it 2018? And it's already down to two cents a kilowatt hour. Like that's just blows your mind a little bit. So, so that's like, and, and these, these, um, so this pro these projects were also paired with energy storage. And we know the biggest energy storage project in the world is this Tesla 129 megawatt hour project in Australia. These solar projects are paired with 400 megawatt hours of energy storage. So 50 megawatt hour, 50, or 100, 100, and 200 for three projects. So you have super low solar paired with increasingly low grid storage. And then you're getting to a real like kind of like fuck off, <laughs> fuck off gas and coal. Like we don't need you. We have storage. We have cheap ass solar. We're good. Thank you. Hold my beer. So <laughs> so, so you're essentially saying that we don't need to give 1.6 trillion dollar natural gas extension. Uh, 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 no. <laughs> really? Now, why is that? It's incredible. I mean, when I see things like that, I'm always amazed at the level of uh, of uh, manipulation in in the media and also how how excited people can get about giving 1.6 trillion dollars for natural gas. But hey you know, two cents a, a, a kilowatt hour and nobody really talks that much about it. So and, but it's and, the, and the guaranteed price for nuclear in, in the UK with this Hinkley Point power plant was just insane. It was like, like, it's like 50 times or 100 times more than it was, it was just, it's, it's so insane. It, it's just depressing. But the other thing, you know, so this is two cents a kilowatt hour in the US. This follows two cents a kilowatt, well, actually under two cents a kilowatt hour, 1.77 cents a kilowatt hour in Mexico recently not that long ago, uh, two cents a kilowatt hour in the Middle East. So it's like, it's not just one weird case. It's like, it's happening over and over. But the thing is now there's, they're pairing it with storage and we have another couple of stories related to storage. Um, yeah.
Yes, no, go ahead. I was going to say absolutely. Go have, ahead. You, do you, you, have them open? S, you have them open? SD, yeah. G&E? No, I'm actually, I'm getting okay. to it too. As, as you were well, talking about, like, I the, hope I get to it before he finishes. So, I mean, well, yeah, I can Here talk about the, the, the cost of solar just continuing to drop off a cliff. I mean, it's, it's just basic experience curve. You know, your production goes up, the you know, global production capacity goes up and costs come down and it just keeps happening. And people keep thinking, oh, it, it's got a limit because it's not, it's not, it's not this, it's, it's solar, but it actually, it just keeps coming down. But, uh, and then, you know, they, they smoothen out manufacturing processes to make them more efficient. They slightly improve the technology to make it cheaper. They improve the balance of, of system costs to make that cheaper. And so they just keep making progress, but the, yeah, so the storage, uh, also, you know, batteries, the same sort of story experience you, curve bringing the cost down. You have this, the story. I, I do have it open now and, and it's true. Storage is very important. And storage is like the, the unsexy little child of the whole renewable energy world. And, and it's too bad because it's, it's a great field, by the way. I mean, we're, we're talking about whether you're interested in, 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 in natural um, uh, renewable energy like that, or even right now they're talking about bringing back, you know, cement flywheels because cement is dirt cheap. Once you get that going, you've got energy for a long time. So it's incredible. But uh, San Diego um, SD and SDG and E um, has always been. I, has always I hate gone, that acronym. <laughs> oh, it's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one. But they've uh, they've uh, they've been really active and and they're still working on 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 a, a well basically different projects right now. But they should come up to close to 83, 84, sorry, megawatts of, of, of storage capacity. And that basically comes up to, yeah, 334 megawatt hour. That, that's potentially amazing. And if you think about those systems is that unlike those that rely on, on CNG or anything like that, that comes on on a fraction of a second and it's always on. And if you think about it, um, you, you know, like the disaster relief, the training and everything, uh, not just the training, but the actual, the actual real life, uh, uh, what they use, they use uh, battery uh, storage systems. They don't really, I mean, well, they use generators too, but they use that because that is always on, always on. And so, so this is really exciting. And, and of yeah. course, this that's, is... Uh, that's one of those things that, you know, I, I was, you know, if, if you start up a computer, you know, it starts up, the, the power goes on, right? So you know how batteries work. But uh, I was I was touring this facility, this this company Unicos in Germany, <clears throat> a few years ago, and they they made it very clear. They had the graphs, like if you need to ramp up a natural gas plant or a coal plant to meet to, to meet electricity demand, it's like rough. It's like it's like a rough like stop and start dirty curve. Uh, if you need to do it with if you do it with batteries, it's like a perfect block. Like hey, there it is, there it is. You know, they're perfectly clean. So it made it very clear visually. Batteries are way better for ma for filling you know for ma for filling in as as demand uh, increases or whatever. Uh, so on the last Tesla financials call, this was brought up like it was. Um, I mean, well, there was, was there were stories about it, and it was brought up like like it was unique to Tesla. Like it was only t <laughs> like it was Tesla's superb battery that was really super responsive and all and. I thought, you know, I see people get upset about Tesla getting press sometimes for stuff that's like normal. And I was like, man, these people in the energy storage world must be just really irritated that, that this is being treated as some kind of Tesla magic when this is just how batteries work. Like, this is batteries. Like, yeah, it's super responsive because it's a battery. You know, it's not because it's Tesla. But uh, I mean, Tesla obviously does amazing with batteries, otherwise it wouldn't win these projects. But uh, 
But anyway, just yeah, I was a little off topic because you started talking about them. It was like no, but you know what? You're right. It's not, it's actually not that off topic because it really is communication and it is media and it is marketing and it is how these companies reach out and and it's also our job to go well. Yeah, guys, but that's the whole point of a battery. It's always on. You know, of course, DMS is, yeah, you can definitely work on those guys. But, um, and, and, you know, speaking of uh, home energy uh, storage, I was thinking another great story that, that, that we wrote here. Well, that we wrote, actually, I'm so sorry, but it was Kyle. Kyle Field, who wrote it, is Sun Power. Sun Power has been around for a long time. They also do uh, home storage energy units, much like the, the do, do we say Sonnen or Zonen? I don't, I don't know, in Germany. Oh. Uh, well, I've interviewed the, the guy a couple of times. I think they, they say Zonen, right? I'm trying to picture him saying it now because I always think Zonen, but yeah, he probably says more like Zonen. Yeah, so well, whether you say Zonen, whether you say Zonen or, of course, Tesla Energy with their power wall, but Sun Power finally has uh, <clears throat> their Sun Power, excuse me, Sun Power Equinox uh, uh, pretty much ready uh, and incompatible with, uh, with other products out there. So, it's good to see also these guys getting in that um, because we need, I, you know, yeah. I just want to say very quickly, the one thing that I'm still amazed is uh, 2018, by now I'm amazed that we don't have any more turnkey solutions. And what I mean by turnkey solutions is that if I buy an EV, I should be automatically connected to a solar company or wind energy company, anything like that, so that I can go home and have a sustainable experience with my EV. I mean, by now, I think that should have been, I know many people are working on that, and don't get me wrong, but it should be a reality for most people. Yeah, well, that was always Tesla's argument with buying Solar City was that they would just have it all together in-house. You know, people come in for a car, they get a solar and storage system. People come in for solar and storage, they get a car, whatever, <clears throat> all, all can take. But I think, you know, that we, you know, wind a while back got to the point where it was super cost competitive and became mass market. Solar, solar hit that stage a few years later, and now you know it's clearly been mass market for a while. It's now in the, the top, the top source of new electricity capacity in the United States. Just a new milestone, just passed passed up wind and natural gas, which had been at the top. Uh, but I think now we have uh, we have storage hitting that point. Like it's just storage is just just starting to really hit that point where it's getting mass market. You know where it's getting really. <clears throat> really competitive. So you had you know, Tesla's tripling its its energy storage business in the coming year. Sonnen, uh, Simplify as well, which we interviewed. Uh, Sonnen, Sonnen has uh, this kind of rapid growth. SDG&E, you know, the projects that approved double its grid scale energy storage. So this is a major utility in California and it's just doubling its grid scale storage with this, <coughs> sorry, with these new projects. And then you have you know more and more companies like SunPower offering solar plus storage so it's just a sign that that the technology is arriving and uh it's really competitive i'm happy i'm a SunPower shareholder because i think they're they're leaders in, in solar solar tech so i'm happy to see them getting more yeah. as well but uh, it's true. i mean t talk about one of those companies that's also been around for a long time SunPower has always been around for a long time and and oh well for for a while at least at least in this no, it's predecessor what was the predecessor, I mean, it's been around for decades, actually, but the predecessor had a different, I mean, the, the I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember the name. For it. It's like, they really, I mean, they're coming from, from a very, and they have a good history right there. And it's nice to see that they're still working. I'm happy. Anything that gets into convergence, 
that has to happen. Anything that, you know, if you ever want to have fun, uh, check out the, I don't know if it's still around, but in 2008, um, uh, Southern California Edison had what he called the garage of the future or the garage of tomorrow or something like that. And it was an all integrated idea. You know, you park your EV in it, charges, there's a little energy storage solution, a few batteries, solar because we're in California, wind wherever, whatever it is, and it's all connected, bingo. Should be there. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's why I, I supported this idea of uh, Tesla buying solar city, even though there's a lot of controversy around that. I, I think that's the way to go. I think it, you have to make things not just easy. You have to like, you have to put things in people's, you have to make it so easy uh, for consumers, especially today with all the too much information, too much, too many distractions. <clears throat> so I think these kind of package solutions and, Yes. The, more, the more integrated if you trust the company you have a good company going you know the more integrated the better but i think that's it that's that's our that's story list. Today. so check in tomorrow or well are we doing uh are we gonna do one are we doing the weekend i don't know if we're doing the weekend we have to get ready well, 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 Zach, I, we'll wait on the I'm, weekend I'm, I'm afraid i'm going to have to remind you that it is thursday yeah but we but this is for Friday. Oh, that's right. But no, this is Friday. Wait, no, this is Thursday. Yeah, it is. Friday. Maybe that's why I'm off because I'm thinking it's Friday. It, maybe so, I'm because I'm planning everything a day ahead with this series now that it's. Uh, but you know what? I I'm 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 willing to do it. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, most likely tomorrow. If not, you'll still have content to uh, to uh, see or view or read by tomorrow. Yes. You can always check Clean Technica and find something, something new. And if there's not a new article, you can just jump into the comments and there's probably dozens or hundreds of comments on most of the popular articles that you can have too much, too much fun with. Thank you very much. Check in tomorrow or next Monday, uh, someday to get your electric fix. Thanks. Yes. Thank, thanks everyone for watching and, and check back again tomorrow and, and indeed right uh, give us your feedback. Give us your comments. It's always good to hear. And then check back tomorrow, whatever day that is, and we'll most likely have something for you. 100% sure you'll have something.